Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. We're continuing in our series, Let It Rain, Let It Rain. And today, I want you to turn with me to the book of James in the New Testament, the book of James. And we're looking at scripture at chapter 5, the book of James, chapter 5. And we're going to begin at verse 17, James 5 and 17. And here the word of God reads, it says, Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heaven gave rain. And the earth brought forth her fruit. The earth brought forth her fruit. We're speaking today from the subject, unlocking the rain. Unlocking the rain. Here, as we look at our passage here, it, it, we have to actually be reminded that its primary focus, its primary focus, just like that of the entire book of James, is that God should be at the core of our lives. God should be at the core of our lives. In fact, let me back up just a little bit. I want to read a little bit more of this chapter to you. I'm going to look, start back at verse 13. Here it says, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the and prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Here we see this passage this teaches us that our first response to everything should be to pray. Our first response to everything, everything that we face, everything we endure should be to pray. This ensures that we maintain the posture of our spirit pointing upward to the Father. It ensures that we're always pointing upward to the Father, focusing upon him, focusing on him. Look, this teaches that regardless of how difficult times may be or how great things may be going on right now, the first one that we should go to is God. The first one we should go to is God. When, when you experience something wonderful in your life, it brings me to this question. When you experience something wonderful in your life, who is the first person you think about? Who's the first person you think about? Listen, you know, what about when something goes wrong? When something goes wrong, who is it that you think about? Who's the first one? Now, now that part we usually don't worry about too much, do we? <laughs> if something goes wrong, we know we, oh, Jesus. That's for, oh, Jesus, we call on his name. But when things are wonderful, who do we think about? Who do we think about? Actually, we should think about God right away. We should think about God right away, right away. You see, during times of celebration, the first thing we should do 
is give God praise. We should give him praise first because we know without him, we would not have been able to bring, we wouldn't be in that situation. He wouldn't have brought us out. We, we wouldn't see what manifests, what we've been praying for, waiting for, thinking about, hoping for. But then when it happens, the first one we should think about is God. And we should be celebrating. When we celebrate, we should give him praise. We should give him praise. When things are hard or tough, we should go to God first, asking him for his strength, his deliverance, and his guidance. And his guidance. That's what we should do first. It's what we should do first. In fact, everything in our lives should revolve around our Heavenly Father. Let me say that again. Everything, I mean everything in our lives should revolve around our Heavenly Father. Look, your, 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 even your marriage, it should revolve around your Heavenly Father. That's why in the book of Ecclesiastes, it talks about a three-corded rope not easily being broken. That third cord is the Holy Spirit, Spirit being intertwined between the two of you. You should always have him on your mind, even in your marriage. When you're raising your children, he should be at the forefront of your mind. When you're building your business, he should be at the forefront of your thinking forefront of your thinking. You're, you're launching out into a, an adventure that he's called you to and you don't know exactly how in the world you're going to get it done. You need to go to him first. He need, you need to be thinking about him, thinking about him, letting him lead you and guide you, letting him lead you and guide you. Everything should revolve around our heavenly father. In fact, let me share this with you. While I was preparing this message, I was studying and, and reading and, and, and make, taking notes and just thinking, Lord, I, I know this is what you want me to share. As we're talking about let it rain and we're talking about these principles of rain, Father, I, I know that you're, you're giving me this particular word. And then guess what happened? I received a text message from a friend. I received a text message from a friend. It had a quote in it. It had a quote in it. And let me read this quote to you. It was by poet George Herbert, poet George Herbert. And it says this prayer should be the key of the day and the lock of the night. Prayer should be the key of the day and the lock of the night. Oh, my goodness. Now, now you tell me if that is a confirmation. I'm sitting there thinking about this and reading it. And all of a sudden, I hear my, my, the little notification on my phone, the little vibration. I'm looking at the phone, and I said, get out. Get out. You got to be kidding me. Are you for real, God? This is how you're going to do it? Now, he's confirmed some things before, but I never had nobody to send me a quote. <laughs> Usually, I'm hearing something on TV. I something on the radio. A friend may call or something. This thing has popped on my phone as if to say, I just want you to know, just in case you are wondering, <laughs> just in case you wanted to know, this is what you need to be talking about. But here, let me share this with you again. Prayer should be the key of the day and the lock of the night, the key of the day and the lock of the night. In other words, prayer should be how your day begins and how it ends. Prayer should be how your day begins and how it ends, how it ends. Prayer should be the bookends of how your day progresses. It should be the bookends. Listen, it starts 
And it ends. And let me tell you something. You're going to have some volumes and, and, and some books in between. And during those, you're going to see that there's going to be prayer that's needed during that time. Prayer as you go through this volume. Prayer as you go through these chapters. Prayer as you go through this problem. Prayer as you go through these thoughts. Are you going to have prayer all the way? But it has to begin with prayer. You begin with prayer and you end with prayer. It bookends your entire day, your entire day with prayer, with prayer. Listen, don't allow your day to begin without spending time in prayer with God. Let me say it again. Don't allow your day to begin without spending time in prayer with God. Don't do that before and watch this before you lay your head down on that pillow. Spend time thanking God for helping you to make it through your day. Do you hear me? Don't, don't even allow your eyes to close before you say, Father, I thank you. Because there were some people that did not make it here. There were some people that did not make it to this point, but you saw fit to allow me to make it. So you pray at the beginning so he can start your way and you pray at the end, thanking him for the journey that he took you on. You start and you end with prayer. You start and you end with prayer. You see, it's all about having an intimate relationship with God. It's all about having an intimate relationship with God. I need somebody to type in chat for me. My father is close. My father is close. Listen to me. I, I know there are things that you experience. There's a lot of wonderful people that he's blessed you with having, having relationship with, but no one should be closer to you than your father. No one should be closer to you than your father. You should have intimate relationship with him. In fact, he says, my sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not follow. My sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not follow. But let me say this to you also. He should know your voice. He should know your voice because you speak to him. He should know your voice because you're crying out to him. He should know your voice because you spend time praying for praying to him. Not just praying for yourself, but praying for somebody else. You spend time talking to your father. That's how he knows you. He knows just like you know his voice. He knows yours. He knows yours. You have to spend time in intimate relationship, having an intimate relationship with God, with God. Now, this brings us back to our text, brings us back to our text. I want you to look back with me at verse 17. Look back with me at verse 17. This is speaking of the prophet Elijah here in the King James text. It says Elias. Here, Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. The earth brought forth her fruit. Fruit. Now, we see James chose to use Elijah to explain the power of prayer. He chose to use Elijah to explain the power of prayer. You see, in prayer, we must not look to the virtue of man, but to the grace of God. Let me say that again. In prayer, we must not look to the virtue of man, but 
to the grace of God. We don't look at this man or that man, this woman or that woman. We only understand but by his grace. His grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. So as I pray, his grace is released. His grace is released. And I understand that. I understand that. You see, only in this should we copy Elijah. Only in this one thing should we copy Elijah. That he prayed earnestly. That he prayed earnestly. Or as it says in the original text, oh my goodness, in prayer he prayed. In prayer, he prayed. You, you see, it's not enough to say a prayer. We must pray in prayer. You see, in, in prayer, he prayed. Listen, he, he, it's not something he just wrote out. It's not something he just wrote down and said, I'm going to pray this prayer. Now, understand, there's nothing wrong with writing out your prayer. Nothing wrong with writing out your prayer. But it's not the words simply on the page that give it strength. It's when you actually pray it. It's when you actually pray it. That's why even as you open your Bible, especially going through the book of Psalms, there are many wonderful prayers that can be prayed. And as you pray them, God hears it. He hears his word and responds to it. So therefore, as you pray it, he's going to respond. But it's not just enough to have the words. You've got to pray in prayer. Pray in prayer. That means there's something that is earnest in you. There's something that is building in you. There's something that's growing in you passionately as you pray, as you pray to your father. And in fact, as we look at this verse, there, there's something that leaps off the page at me. And it is probably one of the most important passages in this entire chapter, maybe even in the entire book of the book of James. And, and I, I want you to see this. I want you to see this. It says here, Elias, again, Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. Eli, Elijah was subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. Again, Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. Let me read this to you out of the out of the amplified version. It says Elijah was a human being with a nature such as we have with feelings, affections and a constitution like ours. In other words, Elijah was a man just like you and me. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.